Just in case our name Clit Talk wasn't a disclaimer enough, we wanted to let you know that this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So if you have any little ones in the room, now is the time to maybe put some earmuffs on or escort them out. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. Welcome back to part two of Cock Talk. We have a very special episode today of Clit Talk. Today, we're doing Cock Talk. We have some very special guests in the house that we're going to introduce to you right now. And uh, live from the, as uh, Austin was calling it, the cockpit today. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ethan. I'm 32 years old. I'm married. I'm a music producer. And I also mix this podcast. And who are you married to? I'm married to Katie. <laughs> I'm Austin a.k.a. Silver Fox. I'm 39, CEO of an energy company, former professional pilot from Washington State, and I'm just recently married to one of the members of Clit Talk, uh, Sugar. Hey, what's up? My name is Matt. I am a, uh, I'm the boyfriend of Lindsay on Clit Talk. I'm a father of three, former Marine, a real estate developer, and uh, from Maui, Hawaii, and half Japanese. Hi, I'm Peter, single, straight, 29, aerospace engineer, son of immigrants, and curious explorer of life, love, communication, and what's important. Hi, I'm Jorge. I'm a 40-year-old single gay man in L.A., and I represent artists, and I'm a new, uh, newly stand-up comic. Hi, my name is Rico. I am a 32-year-old from Colombia. I am recently in a relationship and I have a nine-year-old daughter. And then we have two of our clit co-hosts in the house. I'm Lindsay. I am an East Coast girl, professional singer, and a stepmom. And we also have... Hi, I'm Tammy Go. I'm 50 years old. I have two grown daughters. I was married for 24 years. I'm half Japanese and now I'm single. I want to I wanna hear from you guys. Um, a couple of things, actually. So I would love to hear from all of you to paint a picture for us of what your ultimate, ultimate sexual experience is for you. And then also kind of speaking of that dynamic of men and women, right? So women are really becoming like outspoken. So I would love to hear what for you, um, how would you like your partners to give you direction or encouragement when it comes to providing pleasure in the bedroom? So, like, what is your ultimate fantasy? And, like, advice from men to women, right? Because I've heard that I can be a little bossy in bed sometimes. <laughs> so I'd like to hear, like, how would you like to give your partner direction? And what would that ultimate fantasy look like for you? So you can answer either or both. I'm going to take that one on. <laughs> hey, this is Rico. Um, I think that the ultimate fantasy kind of re- relates to the communication and just how open you are with each other. I think that the more open you are with each other, the more that you can kind of guide the person in what you really like and kind of, you know, try new things out and be comfortable with trying new things out. And um, to me, it's just, you know, kind of having sex all day somewhere like really cool that like, you know, it's (laughs) like you can see it on TV and you're like, yeah, I had sex up there. (laughs) (laughs) An all day fuck fest. (laughs) Just, um, but yeah, just really just kind of getting guided and being really open with the person and, and just so you can find your 
ultimate ecstasy with them. I think it's also an intimacy thing, right? Because when you're with a partner and, and you're spending more time together, you're more vulnerable and you, you can be more vocal. But obviously, if you just started dating somebody, it's just like, you want to just be a little a little more quiet. Um, but yeah, I think it's, a, an, an, it's an intimacy thing where little by little you loosen up and you start, you know, giving direction. And, I think but at the same, I'm sorry. But at the same time, I think there are marriages where their whole marriage, they never talk about what they like and give each other direction at all. So there's that. You have some sort of intimacy, but for some reason you're really embarrassed and you don't give direction, even after years and years and years of being with that person. I think that's pretty sad. Mm. Yeah. I bet my parents are that way, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I just started listening. (laughs) I just thought of something. I was thinking about what would be the great experience for me. And because I never talked about it or didn't really think about it, it's harder to define. So if I can't define it, I actually am not clear on what I want. Uh, I know what turns me on, but to create the actual experience is a little more difficult. I know that I like spontaneity. I know that I love, you know, making eye contact with a woman across the room. I know I like being secretive. Like if it's just like in the dark, like someone pulls me aside in a club, that's like super hot sometimes. Mm. So, um, but I realized like, yeah, I can't, wow, I actually can't really fully define that. Like wow. I can't give you the whole experience. Like some people. That's could. great, and I, I think that's really great, Austin. And I think maybe a lot of people haven't taken the time to really fully develop. So for anyone listening, that's a great exercise to really kind of create. What is your ultimate fantasy? What does it look like? And then my invitation is to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it, it all depends too, right? It depends on your mood. Like sometimes you want to fuck, and sometimes you want to make love. You know? Yes. I was just about to say that. No, I was just like, when when I was was hearing Austin share, I was like, like, it actually, there's like, for me, I think there's kind of like three different modes. There's like fucking, which is like, just to get it done. Ankles pins. Get the job done. Ankles pins. (laughs) Saliva coming down your mouth. Well, (laughs) but like, I I tend to think of like that as more of being like a quickie. Yeah. Yeah, You know, fucking is like something just quick. Making love is like, takes a lot of time and then somewhere in between is like sex which is like like you've got which never like, happens which no <laughs> i think sex is the most common right, one, right? right it's like halfway in between it's not like fully on but like to me i think to answer the question originally asked um i think that it would be and it's funny because you're talking about communication to me the thing that makes it really awesome and the thing that's the best is when it's being communicated, but not with words. Mm. Like where it, where it happens at some like sub subtle psychological yeah, you're, level you're, you're where you just understand they yeah. do exactly what you want in that moment without you having to say anything. It's called mm. mind blowing sex. Mind blowing <laughs> sex. Right. Well, seriously. You, you know, so I'm just going to share this is the funniest shit that's ever happened to me. So I was, I was, I was hooking up with this guy and like, he literally said, he said, um, put both of my balls inside your mouth. And I was like, and I pretended not to hear it. I was just like, oh, and then he said, and then he said it again, and I still pretended. And then he said, I can put both of my body. And I was like, dude, I heard it. Just shut up. <laughs> so, you know, to second, it doesn't have to be verbal. Verbal could actually kill it, you know? Just a, just a little I, I, hand gesture, I, I, direction. I would, I would have just put my balls in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, of course you would, because you're, you're a rapist. That's well, funny. I think... Yeah. 
See, that's the thing that you do, right? George, you're saying you need to stop that? <laughs> I, uh, Ethan mentioned something about like, there's this like way of being where you're connected, where you're like, you're in communication. And when you, sometimes when you talk, it, it interrupts that. So you're actually not connected with the person and you're, you're saying things and it's getting in the way. I know that's happened sometimes in my relationship um, is where I just want to be connected. I just want to be. And then the, I feel like the words are getting in the way. Um, and and um, there's nothing better than being connected and just being able to be with the person. Um, uh, and I don't know. I'm going to keep going on. but <laughs> it, it really depends. So um, I was looking at this question and I actually prepared like this long paragraph, like several paragraphs that describe, you know, the, the ultimate sexual experience. And, and I agree, Lindsay, it's a great exercise for all the listeners and for anybody. So go for it. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> you wrote it out. Do we have time? Yeah, we'll have time. Wait, but can you give us a cliff notes? Twitter version, Twitter version. Give us the yeah. cliff notes yeah. version. Yeah, yeah, just the, like, the you know, part. she was naked, see, son. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's a whole process, right? So to give you a cliff note version of it would subtract from the ultimate nature of it. Right. It's it really builds on the entire thing. And as I was reading through it, I was like, damn, this is really good. This is like really turned me on. And I'm glad that this is that I wrote this down because now I know exactly what I want to, to Austin's point. And then I thought, wait a minute, sometimes there's moments where I don't want this. I want a completely different experience. Whether you, you have a sensual moment where you're not speaking, but you're communicating and you're connected. Or sometimes you're just primal caveman wanting to fuck the shit out of your wife, right? And there's a whole spectrum of that. And the beauty of it is is it's almost as if you can't go wrong if you're both on the same wavelength. And women also have those same needs that can fluctuate. They could be cavewoman or they could be, you know, elegant queen, and so going through the exercise of identifying what are those pinch points that I really want to incorporate as a regular practice in my sex life, I mean, I got lots of value into thinking about that. Good. That's I awesome. Love that. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm, hearing, oh, I'm, I'm hearing an opportunity, Peter, if you wouldn't mind, since you did write it all out, maybe we can post your ultimate fantasy on our blog yeah, for everybody to yeah, read. <laughs> as an example. <laughs> on the way over here, I was like thinking about sex and intimacy and all that. And a lot of intimacy is like eye contact, right? If you're like, if you have locked eyes and you kind of like seep into this kind of united world right but i was thinking okay but what else if i was getting a blowjob by Lindsay, but i was looking at george perez in the eyes <laughs> you would love it i would probably feel intimate with george you know what i mean like or or, or or if i was fucking george in the ass and i was looking at Lindsay in the eyes it would be more like I was very intimate with Lindsay. So. Sometimes I just stop and I say, wow, this is the man I've chosen to be my boyfriend. <laughs> no, he's, he's completely normal and this is why we don't ask men all the time what yeah. you're thinking. Yeah, this is real talk. <laughs> like, who's strong or Duberman? I mean, they're like on something else. You think it's something emotional and they're like on something. I love that. I love that. Right? Right. I uh, you know, a hole is a hole. <laughs> <laughs> a hole is a hole is a hole. You know, I personally really I love anal, huh? You were gonna say that. 
Sorry. Sorry. I just love anal. <laughs> I do know women. Speaking of butt I, sex. I do know women who love anal. Um, I learned from two gay men how to do it properly so it wouldn't hurt. And that Ooh. was really helpful for me. I Can think you teach women... George, please? <laughs> no, I got that. I, I, teach... <laughs> I teach workshops. Last night was, last night was terrible. The funny part of that story was at the uh, Abbey. When they overturned Prop 8, I had this conversation. That's how I learned. It was so fun. Anyway, what I was going to say is what I do like is I do like conversation when you're having sex. And especially from my partner when he's talking about me. Wait, like, we got to play it out. We got to play it out. You're just up there talking about your day. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. No, shit. I want to do a snippet. Let's do role yeah, play. Yeah, I, I, All right, so we're doing I, it. So we're doing I, I, it. Between men and women. So we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, baby, that pussy's so good. Right. What do you say? Okay, what would you say? No, I like to hear him keep, yeah, keep uh, going. Oh, babe, that oh, oh, and then I would say, get, get in character. Yeah. Oh, I get into character. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's so good, baby. Yeah, just like that. Oh, yes. Yeah. What did you make for breakfast? <laughs> my, la- my lady bought had some down. I had some sausage. It was juicy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure it's about a conversation. <laughs> what I'm clearly getting is women want to talk and men don't. And that's the problem. <laughs> no, but I want him to say specific things, obviously. Yeah. Not about what's for breakfast, but, you know, about what's t- what's turning him on that I'm doing or that something about me. And for some reason that relaxes me and makes me feel safe and I'm more prepared to actually have an orgasm. I want to be called a dirty slut. I, that's I, cool too. I, I like that too. So. I think sometimes yeah, that's too, so weird, just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah, you're saying that. <laughs> I think sometimes too. I like throwing it out there, like when I'm really enjoying something, just kind of like mention it, or when I don't know, she's looking really good and we're having sex. It's just kind of like I don't know if you maybe have been in a relationship for a long time and you know you go out for dinner one time. If you realize that your girlfriend looks pretty, your wife looks pretty, or whatever, just like mention it, you know, and just kind of like. They appreciate it. It's maybe you're not saying it every day as often or whatever, but you know, it's not like having a full blown conversation or always just saying the same things. But when you feel like the time is right, then it actually makes it a little better. And you just jump in and call her a dirty whore. And then she comes. <laughs> it's that easy. It's that easy. You guys have a hard just relationship. Just flick my nipples and call me a slut. <laughs> you know, men like compliments too, right? In bed. Right? Don't don't they like compliments oh, yeah. too? Yeah, affirmations. Oh, yeah. Affirmations. What's I, the best compliment you ever got? Uh, you're perfect. As, as she was grabbing my dick. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, your dick is the biggest I've ever seen. I feel like you've had practice Wait. saying that. <laughs> I've never gotten that one, sorry. <laughs> the biggest compliment I can get is when she comes the twelfth time. Do you teach a class like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, Tamiko, you, you mentioned something about uh, the headspace that you go through when having sex. Is sometimes you want to talk and get it out there, and sometimes you just want to do it. But uh, but the research shows that in when you're cl- climaxing, the woman's brain actually shuts off. 
it like goes completely dark. All the neurotransmitters just go completely peaceful. And I'm sure, and the women in the room are, are nodding their heads uh, because they can identify this when they can completely surrender and not think about anything and just be fucked like that. Mm-hmm. That's when true pleasure really happens. Whereas a man, his brain and all of his neurons light up like a Christmas tree. So it's completely different because we're all in this moment. We're putting so much energy into this. We're doing our job. We're doing right? And then it happens. At, she fainted. And, and, then, and then after that. Her, her memory gets wiped clean. Not after you roofie her or before. <laughs> Mr. 12 times Superman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that man. Be the Guinness World Record. No, yeah, no. twelve Everyone's times. Getting your number tonight. Never got twelve well, times. Th- th- that's when she lost tracking. Uh, when she lost count, but because I asked her, I asked like every single time. I ask for feedback, right? Because I'm always interested in going. Do you have like a Do you have like a like a suggestion <laughs> box? Suggestion box. Five that's days. right. How how many of the twelve were faked? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Feeling incompetent here with Superman and his twelve. They have to they have to knock you down a peg, Peter. But don't listen to them. I believe in you. Keep making those orgasms happen. Keep writing on that journal, that fantasy, forty page manifesto. Well, what what was interesting is that so this woman was twenty years older than me, and she had five times as many partners as me previously. And so it's like the odds are stacked up against me. It's like who who do you th- who do you think you are thinking that that you're going to, you know, make me come but that wasn't at all present. And so I was just able to do my own thing and like for example when I was when I was nibbling on her nipples, she she mentioned to me that so cute nibbling. <laughs> well, because well, you nibble. had to do it that way. She's she, she she's nibble, never nibble, experienced nibble. that before, and she told me afterwards, like she was completely spellbound. She's like, I've never in my life experienced that kind of come before. Oh my god! And it was just nipples. There was nothing with the pussy. There was nothing with with, with intercourse. And so I know one of the the episodes you guys talk about all the the variety of different types of orgasms that a that a woman can have. But right, but that that's just an example. Is you never know, and so you're constantly exploring. And there's so many different ways. It's not just in and out and and hope that she comes. You really have to respond to to where she's at and cater to that and of course meet your own needs bravo bravo um this is preaching to the choir (laughs) this is so great so i I have i have one one last question and i guess this is mainly specifically aimed towards austin matt and ethan but the other three gentlemen so since you have ladies who are all participating in the clit talk podcast and you are all friends with people participating so anyone can really answer this actually so um how has this impacted your life? I'm like having us participate in this project and what has this opened up? What has being on here today opened up for you? What has listened to it? Like, has it shifted anything for you? This is Jorge. Uh, I think that it, it's made me just kind of realize how universal all the themes are, regardless of your, you know, sexual orientation or even your gender. Um, I think humanity is so similar and, and even, you know, backtracking just a little bit on the conversation of, of, you know, the whole Me Too movement, it's really so much of, it's just a conversation of power. The ones that have it and the ones that don't, that want it. And then the ones that don't get what they want 
and then how the rage comes after that. It's like, I'm going to make you pay because I fucked you and I didn't get what I wanted. So it really is um, a conversation of power in general. And this is a conversation of, of humanity and being a human being and a sexual human a sexual human being. For me, um, in our relationship, it's, it's just, I think it's just having us look at what's actually happening when we're when we're having sex or when we're, um, uh, in the foreplay, like it's, uh, like for her having her look at what she actually wants and it, can she actually express to me in a way to where I get it? Mm. Cause sometimes I know like, I won't really understand what she wants. And then I look at her face and it's like, are you judging me? When actually she's thinking about, she's like judging herself. So it's, it's like allowed us to look at ourselves and, and say, hey, how come we're not really being connected right now? What is it really? And what do you really want? Tell me what you really want. So it's it's allowed us to get really specific and be interested in, um, you know, having a really good sex life um, where, you know, maybe before it just, you know, we just, we weren't interested or we were trying to make something work that it wasn't at certain times. Um, and then really like being, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. What really went right? Mm. But I think her being in this conversation with you guys has really allowed her to look and be interested and get information from you guys and hear like, oh my God, I'm not the only one. I think for me, uh, the, I always thought of myself as a, um, a very open person and as a touring musician, like, pretty progressive and like I don't know forward I, in some way I've, I've realized that I'm like really kind of uh, repressed sexually and like haven't had a lot of very obvious conversations that I think all people should have and also recognize that most people don't but I, I've seen that particularly in my sex life with my wife in just the way that I talk about sexuality with other people even the conversation we're having today, this probably wouldn't have happened before you guys started the podcast. Certainly not. Like, I, I probably could have gotten here after about an hour, but we started from the second you guys started talking on the podcast today. It felt like this is what's happening. We're having an open, honest conversation, and there's nothing weird about that. It's, like it's normal. Normal. It's normal. You know, and Katie had such a tremendous experience with this book. And when she really explained it to us in terms of her own healing and what she found out about herself and how great it's been for their marriage, I just, you know, we're so happy for her. So I'm happy for you. That's what I want to say right now. Yeah. And and you had said something really great before we started taping. You you said, these are the conversations everyone should be having or could be having, and we're just not. You know, some people are, but not everyone is. And I think the hope with this is that we make this a, a more gen- a generalized thing so that it, there's not so much taboo around just being fully self-expressed in this topic. Yeah, and talking about things that make you uncomfortable is a good thing. You know, that's such. Well, what, did you, what have you gotten out of it, Matt? Because Lindsay's part um, of this. And well, I, I just see like that her confidence is a lot higher. Um, I think she's uh, that's attractive. You know? Her clit's growing. Her, her, <laughs> her clit is uh, on full focus. Okay. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> and, and I'm gonna, you're going to do some uh, 12 orgasms tonight, baby. Okay. Oh, is that a promise? <laughs> no, no. We're, we're going to need to get Peter's number. One, he can FaceTime and coach us through. <laughs> Peter can help. <laughs> you can get pillows, I have a feeling you, know. you guys are going to be getting a lot of fan mail for Peter. <laughs> Just careful with the eye contact. Yeah, yeah. So I want to, I want to have some insight based on being having this opportunity to ask you guys. 
What's the one thing you really, really like your partner to do in terms of providing you pleasure? Massage. Shall I read my five paragraph? <laughs> no, no, it's going to be on the blog, Peter. Don't worry. Um, I would say uh, it's it's confidence. So it's her loving herself. I know when she's comfortable with herself, she's so much more attractive to, to me. And it, it's never about to me physical attraction with her because it's the, like a given with my wife. It's about um, how she's thinking about herself um, or how she's... Um, yeah, it's really about how she's thinking. Because it comes across when she looks at me and she gives me a compliment from her being, um, I guess, uh, in her pussy power. Um, that that creates an instant connection with me. I, I love, love that. It. I love that. But I, I, I guess I wasn't clear with my question. Oh. I mean, in a very physical, physical. sense. Why don't you start it's us? Like blowjob. Right, Jorge, t- tell you. us. What specifically? I think I have my balls tickled. Okay. <laughs> I'm old school. Yeah. Okay, I like that. All right, I'm I second that. <laughs> I'm I'm super I'm super visual. So like when she's giving me head, I I have to have her ass like right next to me, and I I love just seeing the backside. Okay. Yeah, I'm into mm. that too. Uh, <laughs> Ethan's like ditto. I, 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 <laughs> yes. I love it when my girlfriend does a Japanese anime impersonation. Go ahead, Lindsay. No. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Oh my god. Okay, so I just want to preface this by. <laughs> I, this is going to be very culturally this, insensitive. Yeah, culturally insensitive. But I'm half Japanese. Mass so Japanese. It's, it's my and, like, I, I, I study a lot of different accents and, and do a lot of things with my voice. I'm a professional voice yeah, artist. So, okay. glossing it I just, over. But this is not intended to be offensive. So this is my anime sex voice. Okay. Uh, 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 yeah, fuck me <laughs> it's the fucking laugh. Yeah, the baby. Laugh. To turn on. <laughs> I think you wear a little schoolgirl outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so sometimes that happens. Yeah. Zrico, I, I really like blowjobs and yeah, with the tickling of the balls. I like, you know, mm. feel a little, like, a little bit of. Uh, uh, Olga, why don't you share your uh, technique? <laughs> no, stop. It. One more, one more. Do, do uh, Olga. Okay, fine. So. Uh, good evening. My name is Ogre. I have a YouTube channel. I teach how to give platinum blowjobs. So first you take the balls and you tickle them. And I hear most men like this. Then you take the left hand and you grab the shaft of the hack. You put a little saliva and you twist it in the counter of the clockwise of the motions. Then you take the tongue and you circle in the other direction and you work it all till you get the white surprise in the back of your throat. <laughs> Well, I mentioned that, you know, when I was making love, I would say half the time I didn't come. And so it, it's because I was so into it and I was performing and something about it like wasn't working for me. And I noticed as our relationship progressed, she would start getting more into her head and start being less self-confident. And that's that really was like the poison because it's like I'm doing everything that I know that is is perfect, right? And it's still not good enough. And she's she's bringing all this stuff from even before I was born into into her reality, and now I have to defend myself against all these claims that she's made. I'm like, no, this is not working for me, right? Do you think she was maybe a little self conscious because you weren't coming. There was that conversation. No, it, it's a valid. Yeah, yeah. It, 
he um there was a conversation about that and, and it was more so of of is everything working out? Am, am I doing something wrong? Um, but, and so it took a little bit of vulnerability to get past that stage. Um, and so I definitely encourage anybody listening to this, you know, have those kinds of conversations because it's, it, you have to be vulnerable and courageous to say, wow, I don't really want to reveal this because it shows some kind of insecurity or that I'm not good enough or, or whatnot. Right. But I, I will say that, one of the best experiences that I had with with sex and coming actually happened after I had the porno talk with a, with a previous uh, girlfriend, right? Because she saw porno on my computer and it, she was surprised and somewhat offended by it. And then I, I, I mentioned to her, I explained to her why it turned me on. And she wasn't used to looking at porno. And so, but when I explained to her, like, how it actually operates on me and, and how, how it is for me, she started to get turned on. It's like the best performance in the world to watch game film, right? <laughs> and, 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 and so, so the, the sex that we had after that was just the most vulnerable and open because we had gone through that space. Uh, it wasn't like technically challenging, but it was just like the intimate connection that was established that really made it one of the most memorable times that I've had. Nice. That's but awesome. what is the one thing? You like tickling the balls too? What, what is your I've actually never had that. I got a Thai massage one time with a girl <laughs> put two fingers up my butt. That was pretty cool. What? At a yeah. Thai massage yeah, she yeah. did that? So it was like a, you asked for something or she just went ahead and did it? Uh, no, she just did it. <laughs> she just did it. And, and did you like it? Did you like it? Because I know I did. That was the first and last, but, oh, you know. Yeah, because I've never done that. Yeah, some men really, like, they're shy. They're butt shy. You can try to do something. You try to do it, and they don't want you to. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, I just just wanted to thank you guys so much. I definitely learned some things today. I hope that this made a difference for you and just thank you for um, being here and for being a part of the, the clit talk family. Um, we're, we're signing off from the, the cock, the cock pit. pit. (laughs) Can you sign us off? Lindsay, you got a little song there for us? Uh, Okay, fine. Should I make up a cock cock talk song? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In honor of the courage and the generosity that these men have shown us today. All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay, okay. And action. We got six gentlemen, sexy and fine, coming to the cockpit, and they were all on time. We talked about nipple flicking and tickling each other's balls, and the Me Too movement summed up it all. Yeah! Yeah. Can we we, uh, do the pussy chant on the way out? The pussy chant? Would you guys join us in that? You guys want to do the pussy chant? Pussy. 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 Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe. But only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if you're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships. And if you email us a screenshot of your review to clittalkcontest at gmail.com, you will be automatically entered to win a $100 Amazon gift card. 
we can't wait to give you some free shit.